Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Survival Beyond the Bugout Bag. I'm Bill Bateman, your host, and I'm part of the team here at Refuse to Be a Victim Personal Protection Training. We're located in the Medford White City area of Southern Oregon. Now, once all these restrictions have been lifted, we definitely are looking forward to seeing you again out at the range and in one of our outstanding classes. Until then, we are complying with all state guidelines and local restrictions as far as folks getting together. We are available to answer your questions either by email or by phone. And now, since we got a little breather, it's an excellent time to start looking at future events, future classes, future trainings you might like to have for yourself, for your family, for your company, or perhaps for your church or synagogue. We have programs for everyone, and we want you all First of all, to be safe and healthy now during this virus situation, and second, be safe and healthy as we move on down the road. I spent uh, the entire week trying to rewrite this thing. I've been at this for a solid week. It's now about 9.15 on Sunday morning, the day before I have to post this. I've rewritten it again, and I'll probably be tinkering tinkering with this uh, the entire time that I'm trying to record it. That's because things are happening so fast and so much has happened in the past two weeks. There's a lot to talk about. The first question I get an awful lot is, Bill, what should I do about the COVID-19? What should I do about the virus? My one and my only answer to that is talk to a doctor. You don't need information from me. I'm an IT specialist. I'm a magician. I've got like eight, nine different little things I can do, and medicine isn't one of them. Now, I did play a doctor on television, but that doesn't count, okay? You need to get reputable information from reputable sources. Uh, Stay off YouTube. Stay off uh, the Internet with all these conspiracy theories. Yes, okay, maybe aliens did broadcast this just to get revenge on us. Maybe they didn't, but regardless, it's here. You're going to have to deal with the facts and the reality. And I would look to the CDC. I would look to the Oregon Health Authority. There are a lot of places, and we've tried to include links on our site, to refer you to good, solid, reputable places. You will make your own decisions, of course. And we are not giving health care advice other than to go out and seek good advice from reputable people. I did mention the classes are on hold, so that's under control. One thing that's kind of interesting to me is we talked a lot. I think I talked too much about prioritizing the things you're going to need. And now is the time. Here's the situation. It's happening now. Store shelves are starting to get empty. People have freaked out. Look again at your priorities list. What is the one thing you have to have or you can't live? First on the priorities list. I've done this 50 times. I'm embarrassed I'm doing it again. But air. You gotta have air. Next, you gotta have water. Yes, air and water are the things you will last the least if you do not have. You must have those a lot. Food and shelter and medicine kind of comprise the top, uh, the top five. Nowhere on that list is toilet paper. I do not understand going hands-on in an Albertsons shopping uh, situation for the last roll of Charmin. Good Lord, people. That's embarrassing. Let's be realistic. Right now, 
if you have been prepping, if you've been following this, and I think I'm preaching to the choir here with my listeners, but if you've got somebody who's going to go out and carjack or hijack a semi-truck full of toilet paper, uh, get them some help quickly because really what you should be doing now is stocking up on canned goods. If you have been the past several months following the plan of getting a little bit extra each time you go to the store, you should be in pretty good shape. If you have not, if you're just coming to the party, first of all, welcome. I'm not going to say I told you so, because that's that's bogus. I want to say welcome. I'm glad you now see that we're serious, that we're not all crazy preppers running around in the woods, uh, shooting each other with paintballs. We're looking at long-term care for ourselves, care for our family. Right now, I would be looking at canned goods. I'd be looking at food that I can stock up, and I'm looking at protein. 55 cans of soup is great. I would be looking at canned chicken, canned tuna. We're looking at protein, things that you need to have. I've also dusted off the cookbook. For many years, I've worked in the restaurant industry, and I have was actually a very good baker. And by golly, I am now in a position, I bought some yeast, I bought some fresh flour, I bought some salt, I bought the things I'm going to need to make bread. Now I have protein, now I have carbs, and I've got cans of vegetables. You see, this is the stuff I'm stocking up on. That's a question I can answer for you. What do I do about the virus? See a doctor. What do I do about preparing? Talk to Bill. Start picking up things that you will actually eat. When you get to the store and it's nothing but quinoa and canned Brussels sprouts, and I just spit up in the back of my mouth, I'm sorry. <clears throat> uh, if that's all there is and you're never going to eat that, I don't care how hungry you are, the cat's going first, okay, then don't buy it. Buying stuff just to buy it, panic buying, that puts you in a negative cash position. That puts you with limited ineffective supplies. I recommend hardly making up a list of the things that you need and shopping intelligently. Don't go in and buy four shopping carts full of stuff right now. First of all, it's not that urgent. You're going to cause a panic. People, when we panic, it's because of fear, and fear makes us do very, very foolish things. Running out, spending all this money, whatever you do, do not give in to a scalper. If somebody wants to sell you one roll of toilet paper for $20, walk away. Just don't get involved with that. The things you are going to need, first make an inventory of what you have at your house. What do I have? Well, I got 125 cans of Progresso soup, which is pretty good stuff, by the way. But what else do I have? Could I make bread? Could I make tortillas? Could I make any of the things I need to eat? What is my cooking ability? What is my culinary ability? I downloaded off the internet a couple of quick recipes. I've got a couple of old books I've dug out of the attic. I am now feeling that I can for at least the next 60 days, with a full freezer, a full pantry, and the supplies I've got, I'm not certainly going to be a restaurant-quality chef, but I'm going to be feeding myself, and I'm going to be eating a balanced meal with fruits, vegetables. I'm going to have all those things that you and I each need. That's what I recommend you work on buying now. Fresh stuff, it's going to go like that. Cans of vegetables, cans of fruit, 
I would recommend not necessarily in heavy syrup. I'd recommend in either light syrup or water, but that's a personal choice. Boxes of potatoes, rice, pasta, sauces, the things necessary to make up all of those fast food items you and I normally drive by and pick up. I can make a terrific burrito, thank you very much. So, bottom line, get yourself an effective list. Get yourself an effective prioritization of the things you want to buy and then shop smartly. Don't go out with cases and cases of stuff. Bear in mind, and I haven't had to talk about this for years, canned goods can go bad. Canned goods do have expiration dates. If you get a can that is puffy, that means it's starting to go bad. If you get a can that is dented or somehow crushed, that can can be compromised. There are a lot of things from my youth that are going to be coming back that a lot of us don't realize. Look at the expiration date on this stuff you're buying. This may be an opportunity for a manufacturer to get rid of that stuff that's going to go out of date in three weeks. So be a smart shopper. And talking about being smart, let's look at what's going on on the internet. I have in my position as an IT guy, getting I have been getting a lot of warnings. There are going to be increased scams. There are going to be increased ways people want to steal your information, get your account, your vital security stuff, get you to just go ahead and click on this link and give them all this information. Because why? Because you're scared. Don't do it. If your bank all of a sudden needs to have your password because it's been kicked out of the system, that's fake don't do it. Do not race to comply with internet online email directions. If you know the person, I'd actually have gone to the point of saying, so-and-so, did you actually send this to me? And they say, no, no, I didn't. We are seeing a lot of stuff online, especially uh, virus-related. Lots of spam, that I just blacklist, but scams and information requests and ridiculous claims. Somebody wanted to sell me a mask that's guaranteed. Uh, It's a paper mask, but it's magic paper, and it's guaranteed to clear out all viruses, and it's only $29.95. Don't I love my family? Well, I do love my family, and I love them well enough not to buy junk like that. So this is going to be, take that deep breath, take that extra 10 minutes and realize, hold on here, wait a minute. Always check your links. When you get a link, don't click it. Float your mouse on top of it and see where it's really going. It may say Chase Bank on the link, but when you float your mouse and you look down there in the lower left-hand corner, when the actual path shows up, it looks like malaria germs. Chase Bank is nowhere on that line. And by the way, any of your financial institutions are not going to write and want your password or not going to want you to send money to someone. I'm seeing a lot of this. I have a friend who got caught in one of those, hi, this is the sheriff. We're coming to arrest you unless you send us $500 right now. They don't work that way don't do it. Don't fall for it. Simply hang up. You don't have to tell them off. You don't have to try and track them down. Hang up the phone and move on with the important stuff. While we're talking about working from home and some of the breaks we're all going to be taking, there is going to be some extra time that you did not have before. And I'd like to recommend that you use these 
uh, extra minutes for something that is really, really important, and that is the pro-Second Amendment sanctuary movement. Well, it's not actually a movement because the whole thing has come to a complete stop. We've had some of you, and I appreciate you, and I shout out to you every episode. Thank you for stepping up and saying we want to help and I have not forgotten about it. It's just we need somebody who can actually lead this. Somebody who can hack their way, get a machete, and hack their way through the regulations and bureaucracy that seem to be blocking this. And it's going to take hard work. And gee, now we have a lot of extra time. And we know folks are going to be around their phone and around their email, even if they're not going to be in their office. One of the things I've found fascinating is I work out at the shack at the RVSSA, Rogue Valley Shooting Association, there in White City, the shooting range, and everybody comes in and we talk. And as a range officer, I walk around and visit with the different individuals at the shooting stations. And I am absolutely amazed at the number of people who have no idea what happened just in this last legislative term. If you do nothing else, and I'm talking, of course, after you take care of your survival supplies and stocking up the pantry, the things we've been discussing, your next step is to share information with others. Now's the time to talk to your co-workers. Now's the time to, in a very casual way, maybe even just share the podcasts and let folks know what's going on. I think this is something we need to do because this could easily get out of hand uh, coming through and under the guise of uh, community protection under the virus and, oh, by the way, a, B, C, and D is going to happen. There has been a lot of sneaky stuff going on. A, get informed. B, carefully and gently share this information with others. I have a person, as soon as I say the word gun or firearm, they begin yelling. They, they are just, they want to scream down any discussion. Don't allow that to happen. You don't have to get angry. You just have to exclude them. Talk to the intelligent people. Talk to the sane people. This is something all of us are going to need to work on because the media a, doesn't talk about what's going on, and B, portrays us, us being shooters, as extreme right or extreme left. Well, that's 20%. The 80% in the middle, and I classify myself as that, one of those 80% in the middle people. Uh, I'm not going to get into politics because I have you know, really very little use for either side of that equation. My concern is that we are being painted with a very bad brush. We are allowing ourselves to be shouted down. And we, that bunch in the middle, which is you and I, have to get together and start working to get a Second Amendment sanctuary thing passed here. If that means electing somebody else, that's what it'll take. I think right now we have a very good group at the county level, and they are trying to support us, but we're running into a lot of concerns and a lot of people who just see us as the devil. Well, I'm not the devil, and no, I haven't played the devil on television. Thank you very much. But let's use this time we have to share information, to reach out in a positive way. And I I say positive way I don't put a send to in my email. I write the email, I put the subject, but I I do not put the address in there. And that's because it gives me time to read the email through and take out the die you gravy sucking pig part, because that really doesn't help. Gives them a reason not to listen to you 
a reason not to uh, read the email. One final thing, as this spreads, I have been noticing changes in things personally and things in a community sense. I'm talking more now to my neighbors because I'm home. I am now cooking instead of grabbing something to take out or buying prepackaged food. I'm cooking again. I'm spending more time doing things that are of value to me. I am reading and selecting information more carefully because I'm not under the gun. I think this giant step backwards. I saw something, it was a meme, and I loved it. It said, this is like the Earth is sending us to our room to think about what we've done. We're seeing some good benefits from this, not necessarily economic, but for example, Venice, Italy, where they have the canals. Those canals are just awful. You wouldn't even want to touch the water. In the couple of weeks that things have been shut down, the water has cleared fish have returned and the water can be, you can see all the way to the bottom of the canals we're getting a wake-up call folks I don't care where you stand on all the various uh, positions let's look at what's right here in front of you and water going from so bad you can't touch it to so clean fish can swim in it in a couple of weeks that is significant so that's all I've got for this week. We will be posting things on the website as necessary as they become available. Things change constantly. Be safe. Shop intelligently. Build alliances with your neighbors. Look at the things that are important to you down the road. And if you're one of those people with 500 rolls of toilet paper, probably going to want to get them on Craigslist and get yourself something to eat. That's all for this week. I do hope to see you out at the range. I do hope to see you in some of our classes, and I'm urging you to be safe and be good to one another. Thank you.